you deserve. I'm not leaving. The show goes on. They're going to need to send in the National Guard because I ain't going nowhere. The Hammer Down Show with Jared Desolaitis. Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. We're over to our Hammerhead hotline, and boy, always lucky when we can get because he's uh, so busy doing so much, and uh, I'm just so lucky to be able to get him on here. Coach Dave Shondell is on with us. Coach, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing fine, Jared, and we can always squeeze time to get on the line with you, so we appreciate the opportunity. This guy's always buttering me up, too. Always leaves me feeling good. That's what I love about him. A busy spring for you guys here, so... I mean, you guys uh, had this uh, great little slate where you traveled around to what? Uh, you guys went down to Columbus North. You guys were up at Lake Central taking on some of the uh, best in the Big Ten here. Uh, how did that little spring slate go for your squad? Well, I thought it was really productive, Jared. We, we did something neat this year. We're allowed to have four exhibition matches or days of exhibition play during the spring season. And what we did this year was we played every match in the Boilermaker State. So we played Ball State down in Indianapolis at the Academy. We played Northwestern right here in Holloway Gym. We played uh, the Kentucky Wildcats, who won the NCAA tournament two years ago um, at Columbus East. And then we played Wisconsin, who won the NCAA tournament two years ago at Lake Central. So we, we put some good teams on the docket. We felt like this was going to be a, a good spring for us. And uh, and we did pretty well. We beat Ball State uh uh, swept Ball State. We swept Northwestern. We played four sets against Kentucky, and we went two and two against them. And then we went up to Lake Central, as you mentioned, and played the Badgers of Wisconsin. Won the first set and lost the, the next three. But prior to that match, we had just learned that Meg Renner, um, our fifth-year senior setter, uh, tore, had torn her ACL. So we had to throw in Sydney Yim, um, a, uh, a freshman, uh, to run the show against Wisconsin, and that's an ominous task. But I thought overall our kids really developed this spring. We're, we're really excited about next fall with what, what lies ahead of us. As you know, we've got one of the very best recruiting classes in the country set oh, to yeah. arrive, and <laughs> that includes the local product, Chloe Shacoin, who is better than advertised. If you can be the number one recruit in the country and you're better than advertised, uh, that means you've got a pretty good player. So with Chloe Shacoin and the freshman of the year, Eva Hudson, banging on the outside and Raven Colvin flying high in the middle. Uh, we do have a, a setter that uh, we just picked up off the portal. Uh, her name is um, Lauren Poulter. Uh, she's from University of Denver, and she used up her eligibility there and had a, a year left because of the COVID. And uh, she's going to come to Purdue and uh, hopefully maybe fill in for Meg Renner, who we lost due to that ACL tear. Yeah, you were talking about that uh, great f- freshman class, and if, if you tell me that Chloe's better than advertised, that's better. Uh, that is the all-time endorsement for me. I mean, it, how many, how many across all the sports in high school can you have somebody that was not one but the two-time Gatorade Player of the Year, like in, in high school, to have two banners hanging in the rafters? Uh, that is, uh, that doesn't happen. I mean, that's just how special she is. Well, what's unique about her, Jared, besides her physical skills, and she's not a giant. She's probably 5'10", uh, but she's touching 10'3", which means she jumps extremely well. She has a cannon for an arm. Um, we were playing at uh, playing Kentucky in that match at Columbus East, and Kentucky's a really good team. 
And uh, they didn't quite close the block, and she ripped the ball in the seam of the block and literally knocked out, concussed the player that was playing middle back. Uh, she just hits the ball with so much power. But what I've enjoyed more about her than, than what she's doing with, with her game on the floor is just the, the, the culture change and attitude that she has. She's an unbelievable person, just an unbelievable young woman that is in the gym all the time. She's encouraging her teammates consistently. One of the best competitors between her and Chloe and Colvin, uh, we have three of the best competitors that I've ever coached at the collegiate level, at least in the last 21 years. So uh, we're really excited about what's ahead. Tickets are going to be really tough to get this year. So if you get a chance, you know somebody that's got one, we encourage you to, to, to try to take advantage of that because these things are going to sell out really fast. Yeah, three freshmen on the VolleyballMag.com Fab 50 Honors. Uh, this is a heck of a recruiting class. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I love about you guys. Now you get those 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 spring exhibitions. It's You, you get that little taste because I mean, it's a difference. As, as good as that club stuff can be and all that, there's a difference from going from that at the high school level, right, to, to jumping up into the premier volleyball conference in the country in the, in the Big Ten. It can be a shock sometimes. It, it can be. Um, you know, the, the kids that we brought in, we had four freshmen arrive in January. So it was really beneficial, I think, for them. I don't always recommend that, but with the four that came in, it was really, really uh, excellent for them because they got a lot of reps in and, and they got a chance to play against this schedule. And for someone like Chloe, who's kind of penciled in uh, as a starter for next year, for her to kind of get into the flow of how we do things and, and the rhythm in which we play at, I thought was really advantageous for her. But you, you look at that freshman class, and you've got Chloe right here out of McCutcheon. you got Grace Haney, who was on the All-American team for the 18 and Open deal. She's out of um, Omaha, Nebraska. Out of San Antonio, you have Taylor Anderson, who was the top-rated setter in the South, and she's coming in here at six foot one to, to, to help us in the setting department. Another player that came in early, was Kenna Wollard, who was the player of the year out of Illinois. She's a six-one outside hitter, and uh, she gives us great depth on the, on the pins. And then we also have from um, Orlando uh, a young kid named Kane, who's really an excellent ball control player. And then also we have um, Rachel Williams right here from Westside High School that is uh, staying close to home. So it's a six-person class. And then you add, Jared, two players who redshirted a year ago as freshmen, and that's Brielle Warren from Texas. And Lizzie Carr from Pennsylvania. Lizzie's six foot six and is playing great. And they they have freshman eligibility next year. So you add two more highly high profile scholarship players to that class, and it just makes the future look ominous for, for the Boilermakers. I'm I'm scared just listening to you talk about it. I don't even play volleyball. I'd be scared to go up against this lineup. Dave Shondell's with us here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, I want to go back real quick because, uh, you know, we, we talked about the loss of Megan Renner. You were able to jump into the portal and get uh, Lauren Poulter out of uh, out of Colorado here. Uh, there, there's a lot to be made right now in NCAA athletics, obviously with the NIL and the portal. I, I think fans are kind of freaking out with football being at the forefront of that right now with the amount of turnover in some of these programs and stuff. Uh, I'm curious in volleyball now that we've got a little bit of a sample size here, with all of those changes that have been going on here, uh, have you seen a lot of effect of that on volleyball, uh, specifically with the portal? And uh, if so, what have the changes been, and how have you had to adapt to those? Yeah, I think with the portal, you're seeing a lot. You're seeing players that are taking advantage of the opportunity to 
jump from one school to the other when things aren't going exactly the way that they would like them to. I'm not a huge uh, proponent of that easy of a move to, to jump on a portal and go. I think that uh, one of the things that intercollegiate athletics is, is here for is to help people deal with adversity, to work their way through issues and problems and, and work with their team and their coaches and, and, and make things happen. We, we have not lost. I think we've had you know, one player that was a key player for us in the last three years that, that left via the portal. So we have not either used it going or coming. Uh, but we did benefit when we had a player this year that, you know, tore ACL. We needed to bring in an experienced setter, and we got, uh, you know, Lauren out of the University of Denver. So that was productive for us. But uh, it, it is a factor in the sport of volleyball, for sure. People are, are on it, and there's lots of players on there right now uh, looking for places to play. And if they don't have one right now, they, they may be in trouble because most people have, have done their work by now. As far as the NIL, I think for Purdue – we're a school that loves volleyball. It's a, it's a, it's a big-time sport here. And so I think our players are benefiting from the NIL. I don't know. As a head coach, we don't even know the numbers. We don't know what our players are making on NIL. We're not supposed to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. But I do know that our fans love the sport. Uh, it hasn't been something like you saw in basketball where we lost, you know, where Matt had a kid he thought he might, he might be able to get from Kansas State, and he ends up going down to Miami of – Florida because he gets $800,000 in a vehicle. You're not seeing those kind of things happen. The only thing I see happening NIL-wise that I'm concerned about in our sport is that some schools are able to provide almost an entire scholarship for somebody through NIL. So they end up, instead of having the 12 scholarship players on the roster, they might have as many as 14 or 15 that are getting scholarship money. It just allows them to monopolize a few more of the uh, the high-level players in the country, but I don't think I've not had one recruit come in here and ask me what can, what will I make off NIL. I've not had that conversation one time with a volleyball player. So we're still living in a uh, you know a, in a better world, I, I think, right now as far as that's concerned. The players aren't aren't money hungry um, as they are in some other sports, and I hope it stays that way for a while. We're talking with uh, Coach Dave Shondell here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, one of the things that we'd like to talk about when we have you on, too, because I know you're a big proponent of it in the state of Indiana, you know, boys volleyball. I believe we've got sectionals. Are, are this, it was over the weekend or this week, I believe, coming up here at, at the high school level. I know you really pushed a lot for that. It, it's starting to get a little bit of legs here. I'm sure you're very pleased to see that Indiana's uh, – uh, starting to dip a little bit more uh, than a toe into that uh, in, in that arena. Uh, have you gotten out to see any of the uh, local product yet of that? You know, Jared, you know, my father was the men's volleyball coach at Ball State for a long, long time, and he was probably the pioneer of the sport in the Midwest. Uh, and his dream was to have boys volleyball in, in Indiana. Of course, he passed away before it came to fruition, but he saw it coming. Um, we all saw it coming, and I'm so – grateful to the IHSAA and, and all the, the coaches that work so hard uh, to get this as an emerging sport. And I think it's here for the long haul. I mean, I think that we've, they're up to almost 100 teams uh, nice. in Indiana that have uh, you know varsity status at their schools. And I think the IHSA is really impressed with that. Most of those are from Indianapolis up north. There are not nearly as many down south that are playing right now. Uh, but but the excitement is there, and you're right that sectional play begins this week, and it just it's just so heartwarming to see our boys that have loved the sport of volleyball all this time, but have had to just go play club, or if they they were on a, a high school team that was it was strictly club, and you didn't get a varsity letter or things like that, 
now they get to enjoy what the the girls have enjoyed for so many years in the sport of volleyball. So I'm excited about that, and I hope to get out to see some of the sexual action this week. We have some good teams here locally, and, and it will only get better uh, with their, their, their opportunity to, to participate with uh, club sports during the offseason because we've got some, some good clubs here in the area. Now, you are uh, also a big proponent of hosting camps, and I know you usually have one that is uh, for the boys as well. So uh, talk to me a little bit about the upcoming camp. What do you got going on this summer, uh, and uh, where can kids uh, find out about those and get involved? Well, our, our really big camps are our general skills camp and our half and our um, elite camp. Those are July elite camps, July seventh and eighth, and that's for high school age kids that are, are are pretty well skilled. You can be a middle school athlete, but mostly you're you're a pretty good player if you come to our elite camp, July seventh and eighth, and then July ninth and tenth are younger age kids. Mostly those kids going into fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, we get a chance to, to train them in all the different skills. But in the month of June, we get started. And on June 6th, we have a defense and passing camp, kind of a ball control camp. You can come to both of those. They go during the course of the day. All of our information is on PurdueSportsCamps.com. Uh, June 7th, we have a setting and hitting camp. Um, and then later on in July, we have uh, that, that boys camp you're talking about is July 12th. And we also have uh, half-day skills camp for young kids. I'm talking about kindergarten all the way through fifth grade on July 12th and also a serving camp that day. So all that information is available. You can call our office and you can get on PurdueSportsCamps.com and find all that. But it's a full uh, menu of, of camps for all skills and all ages that we have here at Purdue. Last year, I think we had about 1,400 kids come through um, our camps, and we're hoping we can top that this season. Coach, before we let you go, um, you know, I know baseball's still got a couple of weekends left and softball wrapped up. Uh, we still got golf going through their NCAAs, uh, track and field, Big Ten championships here. But my point is uh, the academic season and the athletic season now winding down here through the end of the month. I think this has been quite the banner year for Purdue athletics. Uh, you, you got a new addition to the coaching staff, too, as well uh, with football. I think women's basketball. Uh, did tremendous this year. Matt Ramos, my goodness, what a story. Uh, you've been here for quite some time. Help me put this uh, whole athletic season uh, into perspective the, the, the way that you see it. Well, I think that the expectations for our teams have risen dramatically over the last decade. And so when you have a team like Matt Painter's team that wins the Big Ten League and they win the Big Ten tournament, but then they get nipped in the in the first round everybody you know they lose their minds over it and, and i understand that we want our fans to be passionate but it, it, it's amazing that we can be that disappointed about a team that brought so much glory and so much fun and sell out crowds in almost a spectacular circus type environment in mackey arena you know football with jeff brown they had it they had a great they had a great finish getting into the the championship game which is so hard to do um, and has never been done by purdue before um, in the championship game era. As you mentioned, Katie Gerald's doing a remarkable job. Uh, Goff is doing a great job uh, with the baseball program. I've been out to watch him a couple of times. Big crowds out there. I, I just think that it's certainly a time where people are expecting a lot. I think that Mike Bobinski has done a good job of, of, of expecting our teams to compete at the highest level. We're in a tough conference, and it's not going to get easier when UCLA and USC come in in, in another year. But I think we're in a good position right now to, to keep our fans happy, and we want them to expect the most from our teams. And, and I, 
I know they do in volleyball, and you know we've sold out about every match in the last five years in our venue, which holds about 2,400. What I hope to do, Jared, is find some ways to get more matches played in Mackey Arena. Not because I want to play in Mackey Arena, but I want our fans to be able to watch us play. And when we play in Holloway, it's just too difficult for some of our people that want to come out and support this team and see what volleyball at the Big Ten level is like to get a ticket. So I'm hoping we can get some matches played in Mackey as well. I'm 100% on board for that. That'll be fantastic. Hopefully we can get that done. Coach Dave Shondell uh, with us here on the Hammerhead Hotline. Again, make sure you go to PurdueSports.com. You read up about those camps. Get the kids involved. Let them learn from the best in the business, bar none. Uh, it's a tremendous opportunity that if you've got young ones that are uh, getting involved with the sport of volleyball, uh, they just cannot pass up. So make sure you check it out. Coach, uh, I know you uh, are a busy guy. I'll, I'll Thank you so much again for taking some time out of your day here. Talk to us here uh, about how the spring has gone and everything, too. You know we're going to be continuing to root you on. Fall cannot come soon enough. I can't wait to be back in Holloway, my friend. Jared, our volleyball program always has time for you on the hotline. Thank you for your time. (laughs)